As we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the Ogapoge Nation and the Tewa-speaking peoples of northern New Mexico from where this broadcast is coming from. I deeply value, honor, and acknowledge the elders, past, present, and emerging. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mongata podcast hosted by me, Valerie Boudere. I'm a certified sound therapist as well as a healing coach and life design mentor. I work with clients every single day to help them uncover the answers to the big questions. How do I heal? How do I feel better about my life? Who am I? What's my purpose? And what do I do next? I also help them transition from all the shoulds in life and make living vibrantly a priority by living their life design and who they really are. It's time to be more you. So sit back, relax, and grab your journal because you're going to want to take notes. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody. I'm Valerie Boudere, and welcome back to the Mongata podcast. We are in our first series, series one called The Emotional Fast. And today, in our third week, we are going to be looking at how to get around the idea of lack mentality and then how we can transform this into a state of abundance. So before we go any further today, let's go ahead and open our circle by ringing the bell. Beautiful. So let me just explain a little bit how the Emotional Fast series works. On Thursdays, you get a teaching and exploration podcast such as today. And then on Sundays, I release the meditation that goes along with this lesson so you can deepen it further. And I think it's important to note that though we are taking um habits and patterns that we've developed over the years, and even emotions that we could be struggling with, that in the scope of this podcast, we are simply looking at the idea of how to see things differently and shift things in small ways. So there's two really big components to shifting things and healing things. One of that is to feel safe in our bodies and our environment. And the second is to see things differently. And so oftentimes in our modern society, we want to do these giant quantum leaps. But I really find when we're grappling with kind of big emotions and big patterns that aren't serving us, that the best way to start is just one little shift and movement at a time. So today, let's begin with some centering. Let's create a circle of care and awareness. If you're in any of my Qigong classes, you know that I always start by setting the energy field. And there are a lot of ways to do this. So we always remember ourselves and where we are in the moment. We set the energy field around us. But then we remember that even though we're 
on a podcast right now and wherever you're listening from, wherever you listen uh, to your podcast from, whether that's in a car, in a room, walking, jogging, running, biking, wherever, that really we're part of a larger community, whether that's the town we live in, the family we live in, and the world at large, and not forgetting the world at large that we belong to this big blue marble in the sky and in space known as beautiful Mother Earth. So when we are setting our energy field today, I really want us to focus on that we are part of a caring and nurturing and safe community, even if we cannot see each other. So I invite you now to sit back and relax. Unless you're jogging, biking, walking, just listen and know that you are part of this caring community and also a co-creator of it. So taking a couple of nice deep breaths now, inhaling through the nose, exhaling out through the mouth, releasing the body. And once again, inhaling nice and deeply through the nose and exhaling out through your mouth and inviting you now to close your eyes if that feels good to you and letting your breath be an anchor here. Just letting your breath unhook your mind to be present right here, right now, as you drop into awareness. And let's begin to create the circle of care by focusing on your heart. Just focusing in on your heart space and with each breath, letting it expand a little bit more with each inhale and each exhale. And if you can, inviting you to feel something or someone you feel love for very deeply. Someone you feel love for very deeply. It can be a parent, a pet, a child a dear friend, a beloved coworker, someone that you love dearly and feel that in your heart space. Now taking that feeling, I invite you to feel that love out in front of you and let it expand and grow further and then a little bit further away from your body. And just let it grow and expand past the wall, past the front of the car, and out towards the horizon. Just seeing it grow and expand and beyond what you can see with the eye. And saying to yourself, I'm sending that love out in front of me. Now feeling that love, sending it out through your back behind you and letting it expand 
a little bit further and even further still towards the horizon and beyond and feeling it grow and expand and saying to yourself, I am sending that love out behind me or I'm sending this love out behind me. And now feeling and sending that love out from your right side and letting it move away from the body and expand all the way to the horizon and beyond. And saying to yourself, I'm sending this love out from my right side. And now sending out that love from your left side, letting it expand and grow as you create this circle of care and all that lives within your energy field. And saying to yourself, I am sending this love out from my left side. And now letting this love rise above you all the way through the roof, the ceiling, out into the sky, and as far as you'd like to go and beyond, realizing that we might be hitting space. So go as far as you feel comfortable and saying, I am sending this love and letting it rise above me. And now feeling your feet firmly on the ground, sending this love beneath you, anchoring yourself as this love moves down through the floor and into the earth and tethering you there in a gentle but flexible way and saying to yourself, I am sending this love beneath me. And now finally back to your heart, let this love, your love, the love that you have inside of you for this person or pet or friend or coworker, let it again rest back in you. And saying to yourself, let this love rest in me. And when you're ready, opening your eyes and taking just a moment to reorient yourself. Beautiful. And welcome back. So today, I'd like to talk about and explore a little bit about lack mentality and the anxiety it produces. And then we're going to look at how to transform it. Let's open today's lesson but with a quote from Paul Zatier. And he says, there is a natural law of abundance which pervades the entire universe, but it will not flow through a doorway of belief in lack and limitation. So are limiting thoughts controlling what you believe you can 
and cannot have in life. What inner messages about lack keep you locked in those old patterns that just maybe aren't true? We're going to explore that in a little bit. And do you trust in the presence of limitless, infinitesimal possibility in your life? Or are you feeling like the glass might always be a bit half empty? So what exactly is lack mentality? Also known as scarcity mindset. And this this term was actually developed by a personal development coach and psychologist named Stephen Covey. And he wrote a book, um, I believe the title is The Seven Effective Habits of Successful People or something to this effect. I'll put the exact title and a link to it in the show notes. Um, But here's a quote. This is what he says. This is what Stephen Covey says about lack mentality. When you believe and act as if there is not enough wealth to go around and you accept that you are not able to be prosperous, you are engaging in what is termed scarcity mentality or lack mindset. And he also goes on to say that most people are deeply scripted in what he calls the scarcity mentality. They see life as having only so much. There's like a finite amount as though there were only one pie out there and you have to divide it between like all 8 billion of us. So if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean that there's less for everybody else. So instead, having an abundance mentality, when people become genuinely happy at the successes of others, the pie actually gets larger. So a person who lives in trapped or lives in or is trapped by lack mindset, lives in a fear-based world of never having enough. So there's never enough money, never enough time. There's never enough connections to get us to where we're going, whether that's business, school, um, athletics, whatever. There's never enough of those people you need to meet to open the doors for you, connections. There's never enough attention, whether on you or you don't have enough time to give attention. There's never enough rest. There's never enough health, happiness, credentials, power, or love. So there's like this finite feeling that there's only so much of these things that you have access to in your life. But really is what having this mindset does is that it distorts the reality of our own talents and our own skill sets and what we're able to give to the world. And so really lack mentality comes from a place of how we value ourselves and our self-worth and what we feel deserving of. And so when we have our lack mentality going, then it really cuts us off from our own happiness, our joy, and really living in the fullness of life's bounty. So going to explore this a little more, doing our reflection time and journaling time right now, if you happen to be walking, jogging, biking, or in a car, 
Um, just go ahead and kind of answer these questions to yourself in your head. If you have your journal out and ready, um, feel free to stop the podcast so you can answer the questions. These are pretty much yes or no questions this time, um, but it's important to get a basis of how you're viewing the world. And again, this isn't right or wrong. It is looking at how we function and if this is working in alignment with our values and really the dreams and wishes we have for our own lives, right? So go ahead and get out your journal or get out your yes and no clicker in your head and let's begin. And I'm going to start by asking a couple questions. So when you're ready, question one. Are you willing to applaud and acknowledge someone else's success or does it make you feel uncomfortable, resentful, judgmental, or jealous of that person? So just quickly jot down a note if you feel any of these things or if you can really celebrate somebody's success. Does someone's success only shine a light on what you don't have? Yes or no? Do you often find yourself fearful of the future and doubt your ability to prosper? Are you sparing with compliments? Are you not doling out the compliments, support, and service to others? Because in doing so means that might give attention to others and therefore not attention to you, right? So just not a big giver, yes or no, on the compliments, support, and service to others. Do you ever feel depleted of energy and inspiration and find it difficult to relax and feel refreshed? Do you feel you must compete with others for jobs, relationships, or money? Or do you trust that you will always have what you need and want? Does your need for money, opportunity, or recognition cause you to be nervous, make you afraid to make a mistake, and shut down your, creati your creativity as well as your desire to work with others? Does it shut down your creativity or your desire to work with others? When you are faced with a decision, is it difficult to see solutions and open creatively to a universe of possibilities? Even if you are successful in an endeavor, do you feel the pressure to earn more, have more, be more than you are right now? Do you feel like maybe this just might be a fluke or a momentary um, second or a moment of success and that it's just a matter of time before the shoe drops and it goes away, right? That would be another way to ask that same question. Next question, do you compare yourself to others and come up less than? Does your life feel like a constant struggle with little potential for winning? Is your glass half full or half empty? 
So just make a mental note. How many of these questions did you say yes to? And the more yeses you have, this will give you an idea where your mindset is. So if you have a lot of yeses, this is a lack mindset. And then really feeling in your body to the question, is this something you want to change? And whatever that gut instinct, that body feeling is, is valid. And I always come back to the body because our minds really are story makers and lie so much of the time. But our body tells us the truth. And so when we can come back into our body and listen for those answers, we have a better gauge of how we're doing and where we want to go. Yeah. I want to tell you a little bit about the science of lack mentality. First and foremost, when we are in this sense of lack mentality or lack mindset, our nervous system is actually in a fight, flight, or freeze situation. It's in survival mode. So when our nervous system goes into survival mode, it sends so many messages back to the brain and the brain sends messages chemically back to the body. So since we're an animal, a mammal to be exact, our brains are wired for survival to see what is wrong first. And you can see this happening in our everyday lives. How many times? Have you asked somebody, how are you doing? How are things going? And they'll give you this whole long list of what's wrong. And how many times have you been asked that question and you always immediately start to tell them what, you know, negative things, wrong things, bad things are going on in your life. That is not a fault. That is actually a survival trait. And so just to know, so you know that our brains are wired this way. When that brain gets triggered off, it sends a chemical, it sends many chemicals down to the body and our bodies get actually dependent and attached to those chemicals. So if the body isn't getting a hit of its dopamine or its cortisol or whatever it's needing, the brain does a ping. Think of it like an Instagram or a Facebook notification. And, you know, Facebook and Instagram are wired that if you haven't been on the program in a while, it sends you a notification letting you know who has been on the program and they're doing a live reel and they're doing a live and they've just put up a new post and they asked a question. Our brains are wired the very same way. So if our bodies aren't getting that hit of chemical, the brain sends a notification to the body going, hey, it's been a little time since we got that hit of dopamine and you start thinking that pattern again of what you're lacking in life. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I'm so tired. I just wish for some happiness. It's not there, right? So the minute you think that the body gets its hit of what it's needing. So when one of the first things to do in order to change from lack mentality to abundance mindset is we have to consciously become aware of when we're thinking these thoughts and think something different. 
So these ideas that fire together actually wire together in our brains and create these little grooves in our brains. And the more we think them, the deeper the grooves get. Those thoughts and feelings that don't wire together or don't fire together, excuse me, they do not wire together. And the longer we go without thinking certain thoughts, those neurons and those neuron end connectors just simply go away. So understanding um, the way our brains and bodies neurologically work, I think is really important because we want to always blame ourselves, right? For things that working, oh, it's all my fault. It's all their fault. It's all our fault. Actually, this is the way we're wired. So um, to understand that. So you, one of the most important things when we come to the transformation part of this lesson is to know that what you think, believe, and feel makes the decisions or guide you to the choices you're going to make and how you perceive things. So let me say that again. What you think believe and feel, decides what choices you make and how you perceive things. So now let's talk about how we're going to transform them. I have a whole list of goodness for you and I we will share this and transform our lack mentality mindset right after the break. I have created this beautiful mindfulness meditation for beginners ebook. It's a simple guide and practice journal that will help keep you motivated and enhance your personal daily practice. Visit www.mongata.org to download your free guide today. Enjoy. All right. So now we're back. I have a magical little list of how to see things differently. And as I go down my list, see how many of these small shifts you'd be willing to make. And remember, this isn't an all is done type thing. Just doing one of these things can make a great impact of your life. I will also be putting this list in um, our show notes. So the questions will be on a slide in the YouTube video. They'll be in the show notes on our podcast notes, as well as the list here um, of how to see things differently and create an abundant mindset. So one of the things we can do is we can be grateful and appreciate others. So we can express gratitude for the support and contributions of others. And it's been said so many times that those things that we're thankful for, we have more things to be thankful for. So I always put that on the top of my mindset list. If things aren't feeling right, I go immediately to gratitude. And it's really so helpful. Just um, a word kind of of inspiration. It isn't a mind thing, gratitude. Feeling gratitude. That's what makes a difference. So Seeking, next on the list is seeking the possibility in challenges. So instead of looking at obstacles as dead ends or opponents, or um, look at it, shift it to a challenge that is a lesson for your benefit. And when we make that small change, that 
obstacles and challenges are actually lessons. It completely changes the chemistry of our brain and sends different chemical messages down to our bodies, right? Also now embracing the truth that there is more than enough for you, for me, for everybody. So I always say there's more than enough for you. So say that there's more than enough for me. And then take it to there's more than enough for everybody. We live in an infinite universe. There is not a finite amount of things for us to embrace. What about connecting with abundance? Make friends and connections with those who live from an abundant, prosperous mindset rather than those who express scarcity, scarcity and scarcity and um, lack consciousness. So in personal development, there's this saying that you are the sum of the five people you have around you. Now, obviously, we have coworkers, we have family members. Some of these are non-negotiable, right? But those people that you choose to have around you, what's their mindset? Are they always complaining about what they don't have? I call it the woe is me club. And I want to differentiate between real lack, scarcity, and poverty, right? And then those of us that actually live very safe lives, but our minds keep acting as if um, it's in survival mode and we are constantly worried about not having enough. So this might be a topic you want to open up with your friends and colleagues that you circle around you. Many years ago, like around 2005, 2006, my group of girlfriends and I had an actual physical, many physical conversations. We were kind of naggy people and we could always find a lot wrong with things. And over the course of many coffee dates and lunches, and sitting out on screen porches, we actually made the conscious decision to watch how we're talking and what we're talking about. And I can tell you all these many years later that all of us, 100% of us, have this abundant mindset and our lives have changed so dramatically for the better. And so that's just a personal experience that I have had. So even if you are surrounded by people who have lack mindset, are you open to having a conversation with them? And if they can't see it this way, if they can't see how they could create an abundant mindset, I think it might be really fun to go find a couple new friends. You don't have to discard anybody. But what would it be like to have friends that have abundant mindsets like you do? And what could you co-create with that kind of energy? Just putting it out there. You see what resonates for you. Um, I think something really important is to focus on what do you want? So oftentimes we make it really ambiguous. I want to win the lottery. A million bucks could help. So oftentimes lack mindset comes around money. And, um, but there's so many you know, degrees of lack that we can embrace. But oftentimes in our society, it comes around money. But when you can get really clear on what it is you're wanting, then you can look at and say, well, how much money do I really need for that? 
And it takes off a lot of pressure because you start seeing what you can do and what might take a little more time to accomplish. So really focusing in on what do I want? What do I really want? Then there's this thing about giving, right? Whatever you desire, give that to others. Donate money to others. Donate clothes. Donate food. Um, give attention to people who are lacking attention. And this um, really opens up the energy flow to doing that. And it helps you connect with others as well. I always say we heal in community. So we heal these emotional traits in community as well. And giving is a great way to do that. It's really important in our quest for an abundant life set or lifestyle mindset that we really take time for self-care and for reflection. So using meditation, breath work is one of my favorite tools to go to journaling, um, even different types of therapy and really start to make this sense of lack in you almost like an alter ego. It's another person so you can create that distance and look at it and go, is this working for me? How can I shift this in small, gentle ways? So taking time for yourself is important because lack mindset is a reflection of how we feel about ourselves and our self-worth. And that, that idea is a whole journey unto itself. But I think it's important to plant the seed somewhere. So let's plant it here, right? So taking care of yourself. What are your lack influences? Becoming aware of what we watch on TV, what we're reading, what we're listening to. Is all of it negative? Is all that negativity true? Um, yes, I know life is not all rainbows and unicorns, uh, but we have choices. And what choices could you make that could support wanting to shift to an abundant, an abundant mindset and to fill your life with abundance? And I leave that for you. Each one of you knows how the information and how you take it in every day and what one little shift um, could help. So for example, I know every day what's happening in the world because I have a news feed and I'll see the headlines, but I don't actively watch any news programs. And so I feel informed, but I don't feel unindated with other people's opinions and their negativity. So, um, and then if something really big and drastic is happening, of course, then I inform myself further. Uh, and the TV shows I watch really are very gentle and kind and supportive. So just think about that and see if this is someplace that you could shift. And then trusting that you will always have what you need. And a good way to look at that is reflecting. And for all the times you're worrying about not having enough, has that point come to you? And if it has, when and how? But if it hasn't, has all this worrying really prevented it? 
or would it end up the same or would it have ended up the same anyway? Um, so have you ever had like you were really needing something and then it just arrived? Did money show up for you from an unexpected source just when you needed it? Did that, you know, buy three tires, get one free coupon come up right when you needed it? So the universe always has your back and really thinking about has this worrying about not having enough or the shoe dropping, has it served you? And is it true? And if you go, yes, 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 it's true. It's true. Ask it again. Is it really true? Um, when we start looking really deeper, we can start seeing some holes in the story and that's a place to shift from as well. Um, so one last thing, check your language. What messages are you telling yourself and other people? Because they play a huge part in your mindset. And it's just like I told you about the story of my girlfriends and I consciously making the decision to not only watch our language, but watch what we were consuming, watch how we talked about one another, how we how always when we had that immediate initial reaction to lack or not enough, what was the opposite of that that we could bring in that was abundant? So to say, I will never have enough money to travel to Hawaii. Is that true? What things could you do to start saving for that trip to Hawaii? Um, and instead of thinking something would never happen, start thinking about, well, what would it take? What, what circumstances would it take for this to happen? And we always go to win the lottery or I need a million dollars. But really, so many of the things that we are wanting can come much less than winning the odds of a lottery or a million dollars. So then starting to reframe. Reframing is so important. So check your language. That means you're becoming conscious of how you're speaking. That also goes for internal language. How do you speak to yourself? I don't deserve that job. I don't have enough credentials. I'll never make as much money as X. I'll never have this car because I'll never make enough money or I'm not deserving of this or I don't know the right people. Whatever that language is, whatever you're saying on the outside, you're also saying on the inside. And from what I've seen, it's usually magnified by 10 times. It's much worse, our language on the inside than on the outside. So when you allow yourself to feel happy with things, you already have in your life and focus on the good. And when you find that, more opportunities will always come your way. So just also start making note of things, saying, I'm thinking this, I've changed my thinking to this more positive way. What synchronicities, objects, items, jobs, kindness has come into your life by changing one of these things on the list. And I think it's always good to keep track um, because then, you know, after a week, a month, three months, six months, you can go back and read all these things and go, wow, that really shifted. It was worth doing this. So 
today we're going to end our learning time and our explorations with a few little nuggets of wisdom um, from some really beautiful and wise souls and um, wisdom seekers and teachers. So first and foremost, you know, we couldn't do this type of a podcast episode without something from Brene Brown. I love her. I hope you love her too. But she has an amazing uh, saying about abundance, that the opposite of scarcity is not abundance. It is enough. And in my Swedish heritage, my parents are from Sweden. And if you're around me just long enough, um, I can mention Sweden a lot in a, a conversation. Um, but in Sweden, we have this thing called logum, which means enoughness. And so asking you what is enough in your life? And from our Western American perspective, a lot of times we go to just barely meeting our needs. So doing this exercise, I want you to take it all the way out. Like what's the maximum abundance you will allow yourself? Then bring it all the way back. Let the pendulum swing to the other side. What is your complete lack and scarcity model? And what is just right? So our enoughness, our logum is not just getting by, but it's not opulent, excessive, ad nauseum uh, uh, wealth either and abundance. I don't want to put a money marker on it. Um, you know the balance that's right for you, but how we never look at this, right? So Brene Brown, once again, the opposite of scarcity is not abundance. It is enough. So what is enough? for you? Where is that beautiful sweet spot between complete lack and overkill abundance? Um, another quote from one of my favorites, Lao Tzu, who we mentioned last week is the author of the Tao Te Ching, a book of wisdom written a few thousand years ago from China. And he says, be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. And when you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. And I cannot think of a greater wish for all of us than to have the whole world belonging to each one of us. And then finally, we are coming back to Stephen Covey, who were, where we started with today. He says, an abundance mentality springs from internal security, not from external rankings, comparisons, opinion, possessions, or associations. And then, you know what? I'm going to add one more. I love Wayne Dyer as well, a great teacher. Um, he says, abundance is not something we acquire. It's not something to be got. It is something we tune into. So what is that frequency, vibration, and abundance for you? What does that feel like? It will be different for each and every one of us. But have you ever asked yourself that question? What does abundance feel like to me? We often get so stuck in our heads and our minds, but abundance is a feeling. And that's one of the ways to shift our lack as well, our sense of lack. 
So in closing today, I want to thank you for spending this time together. I also want to remind you that on Sunday, the meditation part of this podcast comes out. It's called Trusting in Abundance. So just like we were talking about that feeling of abundance, this meditation is going to do that for you. And I hope you enjoy it and that it really inspires you and expands you in ways that you're needing and wanting for yourself. And so with that, I am going to close our circle of care today. And I wish you a great week ahead. Take care. And as always, go forth and be marvelous. Until soon, be well.